This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. And I don't know what happened last week on last week's show. Uh, it's something weird. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I would like to say that this week will be a mistake-free show. I'd like to say that, but, um, well, <laughs> I can't make that promise. Last week, last week I... Let's see. What did I do? I um, I, I talked over uh, the theme for my pedantic moment. I talked over it. Uh, I knew it was there, but for some reason I forgot. And it plays, and I didn't. And I talked right over it. <laughs> and and then and then I completely forgot the second break that I take in the show. Completely forgot it. And both of those mistakes I caught during the show. The second break missing I caught toward the end of the program. If you recall, I started to started to talk like this because I was looking at my screen on my laptop here and wait a minute, that's not right. But there was another mistake I made. Uh, and and that and I didn't catch that. In fact, I didn't catch it right away. It was uh, a listener in the chat room. Uh, this show plays on Saturday nights at 11 p.m. Central on ztalkradio.com. If you want to come over and click on the listen and chat and come into the room and and uh, and you can listen to the show and chat along with me because I'll be there. Uh, and you can point out where I'm wrong or call me whatever name you want to. <laughs> But anyway, um, uh, a friend of the show, uh, Michael, he was listening that night, and he caught the mistake that I made while I was talking about the movie The Shawshank Redemption and my pedantic moment about it. And I had made a mistake in there, not once but twice. And I didn't catch it the first time when we were listening back. Uh, he pointed it out to me, and then the second time I caught it, and so I need to fix that. Uh, I need to make a correction. Do this at the top of the show. Whenever I get something wrong, I try to top uh, correct it right away. The next show, right at the top. Well, I, I was talking about the the Shawshank Redemption, and I mentioned a particular actor in that movie, and I kept calling that actor Martin Freeman. <laughs> um, Martin Freeman is an actor, but he is not in the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, you probably know him best as uh, Dr. John Watson in the uh, in the most recent version uh, of the Sherlock Holmes series uh, on television from the uh, Britain world. Uh, it has uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch plays Sherlock Holmes, and Martin Freeman plays. Dr. Watson. So, and he's really good. And he's been in other things. He's been in the uh, the British version of um, of The Office, the original version of The Office. He's also had a, a rather uh, funny part and uh, somewhat naughty part in uh, Love Actually. Uh, he and another gal in the movie play um, stand-ins for porn stars on the sets. So when they're setting the lighting and all that, they have the two of them go in and. And they just kind of stand there or lie there or do whatever. And they sort of pretend to be doing what the porn stars will be doing. And, uh, yeah, so it's, if I recall, uh, um, I think it was Love Actually that I was in. But uh, I kept saying Martin Freeman when everybody knows 
One, he wasn't in the movie, and two, I really meant Morgan Fairchild. I mean, how could I have gotten that wrong? I, wait a minute. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman! Ah, that's who I meant. <laughs> Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> she was uh, an actress in the uh, 80s. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry for the goofs. You know, I, I, I didn't hear myself make that mistake until later and I'm correcting it now I'm sorry alrighty then if you are not a fan of sports uh, and specifically football I'm sorry I'm really gonna bend your ear here <laughs> I can't help it I have to I just I have to uh, I explained that uh, on more than one occasion here, that when it comes to sports, but in in particular, the Minnesota Vikings, when it comes to them, the rational regulator in my brain gets a little wonky, doesn't want to perform properly. Uh, I don't I don't think as rationally as I should when I think about them. It, it's just it the emotions take over. And I just, you know, it's the, there's the futility of being a Vikings fan for 40 plus years and, you know, you know, jumping on as a fan just as they lost the last Super Bowl they were ever in. They were in four Super Bowls in the 1970s and they lost all four of them. They haven't been back in over 40 years. And there's a, distinct possibility at this point right now that they might be able to get to the Super Bowl. And if they do, they would be the first team in the history of the Super Bowl to play in their home stadium. be the first time. Now, I've told you that I've adopted this this attitude, a very pessimistic attitude, that I assume the Vikings are going to lose every game they play right from the beginning. Uh, I would say I do that in the po in the preseason, but I don't. The preseason, I don't care. I don't even watch those games. I don't care. <laughs> They're just I don't. I don't even watch them. Regular season, I get more in that vein. Uh, it you know, especially as the games become more important. Uh, and the, when they're trying to get a good record to get into the postseason, to get into the playoffs. And so the more important games, we find that feeling that, yeah, they're going to blow it. They're going to they're gonna do it. But certainly during the playoffs. During the playoffs, the Vikings just over 40-something years, since I've been a fan of the team, they have found a way to to blow it. They found a way. Whether it was Darren Nelson dropping a pass on the one-yard line uh, that could have led to a touchdown that would have tied the game and maybe the Vikings, you know, who knows what overtime would have brought. It would have probably brought overtime and maybe the Vikings could have gotten into the Super Bowl. It, it, to, the, to the missed field goal by Gary Anderson who hadn't missed a field goal ever that season. That was the one field goal he missed, which kept the Vikings from getting into the postseason. Oh, not the postseason. Kept them getting into the Super Bowl. Had he had caught, had he had kicked that, that would have probably sealed the, the win for the Vikings. But he missed it and allowed the Atlanta Falcons to battle back and eventually win. Whether it was the 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 interception thrown by Burt Favre. At the end of the game in 2000, that capped off the 2009 season, which kept the Vikings out of Super Bowl again against the New Orleans Saints, or whether it was the the the, 20, the end of the 2015 season, which the Vikings uh, kicker Bla uh, Blair Walsh missed a field goal that would have probably made a sealed the win for the Vikings and had them continue on in the playoffs. These, I mean, those were these chances that they had, and just the breaks went the other way. Well, last Sunday, finally, 
finally, finally, finally, finally, finally, the break went for the Vikings. Now, I might get in trouble with the NFL for describing a game, but uh, you know, I- I'm going to chance it. Uh, I was the game was a tale of two halves, much like in 1998. Well, it was 1999, but the 1998 season and the playoff season was in 1999, when the Vikings were playing the Atlanta Falcons. The first half the Vikings dominated, and then the second half the Falcons crawled back and ended up winning the game. Much like that, uh, the Vikings this past Sunday they played the New Orleans Saints in Minnesota, in U.S. Bank Stadium, where the Super Bowl will be held in a, in three weeks' time. Um, the Vikings dominated that first half. I mean, they completely dominated the first half, especially the, the defense. The first five possessions that the, the Saints had ended in uh, punt, 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 interception, interception. They scored zero points in the first half. The Vikings led 17 to nothing. There was a little falter toward the end of the first half when the Vikings missed a field goal. And I told my son, because the two of us were watching the game, and here's something else. Uh, I've been, during the regular season, I've been more vocal during the games about knocking the Vikings or praising them or whichever during the games. But in the postseason, this first game, uh, before the game started, I did let out that my pessimism is going to have me say, expecting the Vikings to lose, but boy, I sure hope I'm wrong. And, and then I said in the comments on the, whatever that post, I don't know what the exact words were, but something along those lines, uh, the comment that I left after that was that I was going to refrain from commenting until it was over. And I did. I shut down Facebook, I set the laptop over to the side, and I didn't touch it again. Well, until, (laughs) as I said, after the first half, with my son and I watching, uh, I said the Vikings have to continue to dominate. They have to continue to take it to the Saints. They have to continue to play to win, not play to not lose which is how the Vikings have done it in the past. And other teams do that too. We've got a big lead, 17 to nothing. We All we need to do is protect that lead. Maybe get a few more points, but, you know, let's protect that lead. we got this great defense. Well, the defense began to falter. And the Saints have a, a really good quarterback, a great quarterback, a, a future Hall of Famer, uh, Drew Brees. He figured some stuff out. And they were able to move the ball, and they started scoring. And next thing you know... The Saints are leading 21 to 20. Late in the game. Well, the Vikings get the ball back, and they move down the field well enough to get to field goal range, right at the edge of where our kicker Kai Forbath can make the field goals, and he does make a field goal, putting the Vikings up 23 to 21. But there's still about a minute and a half left on the clock. The Saints don't have any timeouts, but they do have Drew Brees. And he starts to move them down the field. But the Vikings, or he starts to, you know, attempt to move them down the field. But the Vikings hold and force a fourth down and t- fourth and ten. They, they, all they need to do is keep them from, from getting those ten yards. If you don't know the specifics of football rules, I'm sorry. But that's all the Vikings needed to do. Just keep them from getting that first down on 4th and 10, because if they can't get it on 4th and 10, the ball goes over to the Vikings and we just run out the clock. We win the game because we're ahead by two points. We're ahead 23-21. to 21. The Vikings' defense allowed the Saints to get that first down. And then they get a new set of downs, and they start pushing. They get closer to field goal range now, and it's 3rd and 10. The Vikings' defense has to hold on 3rd and 10, and they do. But that means on the fourth down, Saints kick a field goal. They're up 24 to 23. Vikings get the ball back with 30 seconds. Well, all over the state, every Vikings fan in that stadium, every Vikings fan watching around the world who has been a fan for any amount of time is thinking the same damn thing I'm thinking. Well, they've done it. 
They've gone and done it. They've only got 30 seconds. They're, they're really going to have to be desperate here. We're going to need a miracle, a Minneapolis miracle, if you will. They've done it. This is, this is how it goes. We got 30 seconds, and so what happens? The first down, there's a, a, a false start penalty, I think it was, and so the Vikings are assessed a five-yard penalty, so now it's first and 15 because they replay the down. They get back those five yards, so it's, it's second and 10. That's an incomplete pass. Well, before this possession happens, like I said, there's 30 seconds. I don't think the Vikings have a timeout at this point. My son is just... I can't take it. That's forget, you know, because we're just why it's just futile. And so he heads upstairs to his room, and I told him as he left. I said, "Well, welcome to being a Vikings fan." He says, "Well, I've been a Vikings fan for a while." I says, "I know, but you know, get used to it. This is this is what they do." Now I was so close to getting onto Facebook. Well, actually, I did get. I opened up the laptop when the Vikings fell behind. I opened up the laptop. I put in a comment. I wrote up a comment. I didn't post it. I had it ready to go. I had it setting right there on the page, and I, I almost posted it. I said, no, I'm going to wait until it's over. I said I was going to wait till it's over. I'm going to be a man of my word. So the, my comment was just sitting there, just waiting to be posted. Hayden goes upstairs. I'm watching the rest of the game. And second down, second and ten, it's an incomplete pass. Then it's third and ten. Eight se uh, ten seconds left to go. The Vikings have to get the ball to a sideline to complete the ball as far down as they can, and the, the receiver has to get out of bounds to stop the clock so they can have a couple seconds left on so that the field goal unit can come out and then Kai Forbath could miss the kick <laughs> anyway, right? Because that would be Vikings fashion. But at least, but to have a chance to win, that's what would have to happen. But what happened? Well, you know what happened. Unless you've been living in a cave or you really, really do avoid sports news, you know what happened. Our quarterback, Case Keenum, gets the ball, steps back, comes and then steps back up in the pocket, throws the ball as far as he can. One of our receivers, Stefan Diggs, goes up in the air, catches the ball. The defender, the main defender that had a bead on on uh, Diggs. I think his name is Isaac Williams. I know his last name is Williams. The Saints player. He looks like he takes the wrong tack to try to tackle him. I think he was going low so that he wasn't going to be flagged for tackling high because the, the officials are really protecting players. He goes low, and I think he mis he miscalculated how close he was to Diggs. Because I think he figured Diggs was going to come down on his back, and then all he would have to do is just kind of knock him to the ground, and then the game would be over. Keep them in bounds. That's that, and he would have done that. But he he miscalculated. He made the wrong move. He took out one of his own guys, and Diggs finds himself with a free path to the end zone, and he runs and he scores the touchdown. It was amazing. As I said, finally, a break goes the Vikings' way. Now, I'm not the most demonstrative fellow. Uh, I don't jump around and yell and scream and stuff like that. You know, not, not usually. I'm here alone. So what I did, I, I found myself, as this play is unfolding, you know, the game came to an end while he's running into the, to, to score. I mean, the time ran out. It, the, it ran down to zero seconds, by, I think, by the time he's at the five-yard line. But the play is still in play, so it still counts. It doesn't, doesn't stop, you know, it doesn't end. It's just when the play ends, then, you know, if he had fallen down inbounds, it would be over or whatever. I'm, I stood up. Uh, I've got my, you know, my arms are sort of by my side, but my forearms, I've got them, I've got them up a little bit, and, and I've, my, both my fists are clenched, and I'm leaned, I'm leaning over, looking at the screen, eyes wide open, my mouth open, not saying anything, just watching it, and I'm thinking, did he stay in bounds? Is there a flag? Is there, you know, it's, 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 does this play count? Is it going to count? Is it, is it, it, does it, did this happen? Is it, is this happening? I mean, these are the things going through my mind. And I'm listening to you know the guy uh, Joe Buck calling the game, and he's saying touchdown Vikings win, and I'm just you gotta be kidding me! I'm having the same reaction that every player, both teams, was having on the field. They're all looking like what the hell just happened, and the fans same thing. It was just just what the hell happened. So 
they have to do some procedural stuff. They have to kick the point after to make it official. Uh, so they needed, you know, the Saints team had, had left the field, so they had to get 11 players back out there to just stand there while the Vikings, they didn't go for the point after. They just snapped the ball and knelt, knelt down to run out, you know, just to end the, end the game. And I, I, I went upstairs. You know, before that even happening, while they were still getting that together, I, I started to head upstairs. And this is where dad mode comes in. At least my me, the way I act as a dad mode comes in. I'm thinking, okay, I got to act like they lost. And I get, but I, I get halfway up the steps, and I think, did they really win? Is it real? And I came back down, and I looked at the TV again, and just just to be certain, is this real? And it was. And I just okay. So Amy and Hayden have no idea because I was dead silent down here. Like I said, I didn't shout, I didn't yell, I didn't, it's nothing. It was just, it's just all internal. What the hell happened? So I go upstairs and I look as hangdog as I can. I look as disappointed as possible. And I stand by the bedroom doors, you know, Hed's, Hayden's bedroom door and my wife, and my, mine and my wife's bedroom door. And the, that door's, you know, our bedroom door's open. She's sitting on the bed drawing and, uh, and Hayden's door is closed, and I knock on his door. Amy asks, "Well, how they do?" And I knock on the door. Hayden's, and I can, Hayden calls inside, from inside. He says, "They lost, didn't they?" And I open his door, and I give them both a look, and I have this look of disgust on my face. And I said, "The Vikings won." And Hayden was, "What?" And I said, "Come on down. You're going to want to see this. You're going to want to see this replay." And we came down, and we watched it, and it was. It was it was glorious. It was amazing. Finally, the break goes our way. Uh, as I head to break here, I'm going to head to break in a second. Uh, when I come back, I want to talk to you guys out there, those of you who aren't sports fans, you know, the ones that might tend to use the term sports ball. I want to have a little talk with you guys, just just a little. So uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I shall return after this break. Other guys. The finger. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Z Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. When, oh when, will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. Happy Jack wasn't all, but he was a man. Hi, this is Pete Townsend of The Who. I just want to say that the United States Air Force is a great place to be, a great place to learn a space-age skill and serve your country too. The aerospace team, that's where all the breakthroughs are. See your United States Air Force recruiter. Find out how you too can fly the skies, reach for the moon, and touch the stars in the United States Air Force. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. And welcome back to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network at Z-Talk Radio uh, dot com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dimfit Simmons. That's break number one. I remember, I, I didn't forget that last week. I, that's a break number one, so I, I managed to get that one in. Let's see. Let's see if I remember. I will, I promise. So, um, 
as I stated, I get a pessimism about the Vikings. It's a protection for myself. I don't want to get my hopes up too high. I want to stay grounded so that when they inevitably lose, which they usually do, which you know, I'm predicting they're going to lose against Philadelphia because <laughs> that's the next game against the Eagles, because if they win that one, they'll go to the Super Bowl. And if they do fail to lose against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, <laughs> they certainly won't fail at losing the Super Bowl in their own stadium. <laughs> Come on. I mean, what a perfect Viking story that would be. But still, even if both of those things, even if not, if the Vikings lose in, in, in Philadelphia or if they lose in, in the Super Bowl, at least we still have that one moment. We still have that Minneapolis miracle. Which, by the way, in case you're wondering who came up with that, because I think that's what it's going to be called from now on, it was Paul Allen. He's a guy who calls the Vikings games for the local radio station. And uh, I was, uh, um, I, I heard, you know, they were all these playbacks were happening, and, and the moment, you know, you, you can find these videos of, of that show the Vikings, uh, you know, that show that play, and you can hear the uh, the Fox new uh, the Fox Sports guys, uh, um, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, you can hear them, uh, or you can hear ones with that has. Uh, has a Paul Allen, the local guy, or you can hear the call from 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 St. Louis, or, the, or not St. Louis, uh, New Orleans, uh, where where they're calling it and how their reaction is. You can hear the difference. And Paul Allen says seconds after the touchdown is scored that it's a Minneapolis miracle, and then he repeats it a few seconds later. says Minneapolis miracle. But I found I saw some other thing that takes that has Paul Allen talking about the game. You know, calling the game before the play, and he says, "What we need is a Minneapolis miracle." So, uh, it's he's the one that coined the phrase. Just in case, you know, you want just a little bit of fun fact, a little trivia for you. That's he's the guy. He came up with it. All right. So, um, I don't know if he can copyright it or something. And. I don't think so, but I think I think that's what it's going to be called. I, I, I heard it called the Minnesota Miracle or the Miracle in Minneapolis, but I think Minneapolis Miracles is what that play is going to be known as. So I'm pessimistic all the time about the Vikings. It's just 40 years of this, and that's just what I do. It protects me. It does. It keeps me from getting too hopeful. <laughs> so, so it's so the di I'm not as disappointed. I'm prepared for the disappointment. You know, the pessimistic point of view is expect the worst and prepare for it. And it's not hope for the best and prepare for the worst. It's expect the worst and prepare for it. Well, that comment that I had at the top of my Facebook page that I hadn't posted yet, it's, it was still sitting there on Facebook. I had it open. But I told myself, nope, I'm not going to post it because I said I wasn't going to do it until the game was over. I, Amy and Hayden are down. They're watching the replays. And I said, I said to Amy, and I point to the laptop. I said, look what, look what I was going to post. Look what I was going to write. Uh, uh, put on Facebook. And what was up there uh, was uh, the, the since the Vikings have moved into their new stadium, the marketing department has come up with this forced tradition uh, to get the fans to do this chant, the skull chant, S-K-O-L, where they clap their hands above their head and they say, skull, skull, and then they speed up. Well, apparently that comes from uh, a uh, soccer team in Iceland. They do that. Now, I have a feeling that, I don't know for sure, but I think that cheer may have come up organically from the fans, from... You know, just from it happening there. You know, that's I prefer those kinds of traditions where they come from the fans, where they're, they're more organic. They're not some marketing department saying, "Let's do this." But apparently, the Vikings marketing department got into contact with this the soccer team over there in Iceland and said, "Hey, can we use that? With our because we're moving in a new stadium, we want to do some thing with the fans." And they said, "Sure." <laughs> Thank you, Iceland. And so now the fans do that. Well, my comment was going to be, I now know. What skull means? Choke. So I was going to post that, but they didn't choke. Oh, they came close, <laughs> but they didn't. They they ended up winning. They they snatched victory from the jaws of defeat when they usually snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Okay, so 
instead, I posted uh, an oh my, and then the next post was, I don't believe what I just saw, which is sort of a sports cliche that, that, that originated in 1988 uh, during the uh, World Series between the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers and the uh, Oakland A's, and it was uh, Kirk Gibson hitting a home run that won the game for the Dodgers in uh, the uh, first game. Uh, at the end of the game, he's just come from behind win. And it was an impossible thing. You know, he was so injured and, and feebled from, hobbled, I should say, from all these injuries. And he, he got up there and he got a, he got a pitch that he, that he liked and he hit it out and hit a home run and won the game for everybody. And I, I, I think it was Vince Scully who said it, or it might have been Jack Buck who said, I don't believe it, I just saw. But uh, So it's kind of become a, a bit of a sports cliche, but I wrote it because I didn't believe what I just saw. It was amazing. So a lot of people were commenting on that thread saying, hey, you know, that's cool, it's great, uh, happy for your team, all right. And one person, a high school classmate of mine, that I don't interact much with on Facebook, but, you know, he's a Facebook friend, said, blow it out your ass, Jim. <laughs> or Jim, blow it out your ass. And I said, gladly. And he said, you, were, you quit before the first snap. And I said, I always do. It's a defensive it's mechanism. And I said to other people that apparently this high school classmate of mine has a much higher threshold for having his hopes raised and then dashed than I do. And, you know, so that's that's the deal. So, and then and then I did get to go scroll through Facebook, scroll through the, 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 the feed, and saw all sorts of people who were not... He, uh, taking the same tack that I was and saying, I'm waiting until the game's over before I say anything. They were, they, you saw these Vikings fans all saying, this is what they do. They're going to, they've done it again. This is, here we go again. You know, it's just never going to be our year. It's never going to, you know, that kind of stuff. And then, then you, you would see their, the comment thread below their posts where they would say, hey, it turns out you're wrong. And they, you know, and then they'd have to eat some crow, and they were all glad to do it. I didn't have to eat crow because I didn't post it. Now I could post it next uh, Sunday after they lose to the uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, but I don't think I will. Well, why would I? Um, but I also will not comment during the game. I'm going to just watch the game and just whatever happens. Hey, we still have the Minneapolis miracle. We'll still have Paris. Uh, so. All right. One person commented that, well, he just said, who really gives a shit? I did have an answer for him. The answer I had for him was a video that I, that I found of the play, of the amazing catch and the touchdown. Um, it was... Uh, uh, let me. I gotta gotta get this open here so that I can take care of this when I'm when I'm ready. So, sit tight. Um, the video shows the play from the sideline. It's it's a professionally done video. It's it's you know it's an actual it's a cameraman who knows what he's doing, and he's he's positioned by the end zone. He's on the sideline. He's he's along that sideline that Diggs runs down as he comes in for the touchdown. So he's got a perfect you know position to watch this happen. So he's he's got the camera on the play. And what's also terrific about this clip is that there's no voiceover from the the play callers. It's not you know Joe Buck or Paul Allen or anybody calling. It's just the sound of the crowd. And when this person in the in the chat in my comment thread says who really gives a shit I just put the link to that video 60,000 plus people gave a shit and throughout the state you know even more people gave a shit yeah I understand it's just entertainment it doesn't really make that much of a difference it doesn't really matter I mean it's it's not food, shelter, and clothing, and health care. It's entertainment. It's, it's not that big of a deal, right? Well, let's say, you know, and, and, and like I said, I've, I've taken 
people to task about the idea of saying sports ball, this dismissive attitude. Now, I'm as guilty as, of it as anybody else, and I take myself to task. You know, it's just like when I was talking about the guilty pleasure stuff. Why should you feel guilt if you like something, if you enjoy something? Why should you feel guilt? You shouldn't feel guilt. I mean, unless you're doing it's something illegal or something's being harmed to create the thing that gives you pleasure, well, then, yes, then you do. But if it's, you like sports, don't feel guilty. You like ABBA, don't feel guilty. Why should you feel guilty? You know, it's, that's what you're into. You're into cosplay, you like comic books, fine, don't feel guilty. That's what you like. And, and, and I'm trying to be more tolerant of that and, and realize it myself and so don't do the dismissive thing don't call it sports ball oh i'm not i can't be bothered with sports sports ball blah, blah, blah. it doesn't matter well those of you who think that way now i understand that there's a there's a fair amount that's that's tongue-in-cheek and just needling and teasing but you know and i and i've said it myself where i i mean i had a friend say it recently and uh, about the the big play uh and about the crowd and uh, you know the, the essential i idea is that you know these people are getting awfully excited for not doing anything you know the fans they just and i say hey they watch the shit out of that <laughs> but you know and i've i've used that same statement as well you know about sports and that's people i've done that too and, and, and if it's done in a little bit like you're joking and just kind of teasing, that's fine. But if you're if you're serious about it, if you're a sports ball type, where you're really dismissive of it, and and he says you know you're all excited because you know some rich guy ran a ball down the field and scored it, you know it's not going to do anything for these people. It, it, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. What is it that you're into? What gives you joy? in your life? What gives you a moment where you feel that that elation? What What is it that, that it is? Is it music? Is there a band that you really, really like? Let's say you're a big fan of Nickelback. I just picked that band because it's funny. Uh, but let's just say you're a big fan of some band that you've you've never had a chance to see in concert. They, do, they don't come to your town and you just haven't ever had a chance to see them in concert until finally the situation is right and you can get the tickets and you, you plunk down a lot of money because tickets for concerts are are spendy now. Uh, not like they were in the old days. <laughs> They're expensive. But you, you get you, you 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 plunk down your money, you go to the show, and and the band takes the stage and you're excited and you cheer and you clap and you yell and you and you scream and you whistle or you know, all the things that you do, this elation that you feel when they're out there and, and the guys are kicking ass on stage too. The band is tight and they they're they're putting on a great show and you're having a great time and and they and you're thinking Boy, will they play my favorite song? And, and, and your favorite song happens to be like a deeper cut on an album, so you don't think they're going to play it. But then all of a sudden they start playing it, and you're you, that feeling you're feeling. Why? What did you do? You're just watching. What? You didn't do anything. You might be singing along or like that, but you didn't do anything. You're just watching. Why would you feel that? Let's say you're. Not a music fan. You're not a sports fan, but you're an art lover. Let's say you have a favorite artist, you know, whoever, you know, Leroy Neiman. <laughs> Another Nickelback type joke. No, let's say you, know, whoever it is, you have a favorite artist, and you go to art museums, and you find yourself in a town that you haven't been in in a while before, and they have a really good art museum in that town, and you've never been there before, and you're not familiar with their collection, and you go in there, and you're walking through the museum, and you walk into one of the galleries, and you turn the corner, and there right in front of you is your favorite painting of all time. There you are face-to-face -face with the painting. It's not in a magazine. It's not in a book. It's not on TV. You are there looking at the actual piece of art. You're, you're, it may be a long time, but you're one step away, step removed from the artist who created that. You are looking at that piece of art, and it, you may not be jumping up and down and clapping and shouting and whistling or anything like that or singing along because it's not doing anything. It's just a painting. Uh, but inside, you're feeling an, a, a, elation joy, excitement. You're feeling that. But why? You didn't do anything. You didn't paint it. You're just looking at it. You're looking the shit out of it, but you're just looking at it. So let's be a little more charitable. Let's let the sports fans, like me, 
feel that elation and be excited about it. Let's not dismiss it. It's like, it's great. You're into that? That's great. That was great for you guys. The Saints fans, sorry. But you guys have a Super Bowl win, at least one. Vikings fans, <laughs> we don't. And we thought we weren't going to get a step closer until that play. Speaking of which, I'm going to play this. I have the audio for this uh, before I head to my second break, which I remembered I'm going to take. I'm going to play this. And if you're listening on headphones, I'm, I think I might drop the volume down just a little bit. Uh, but be careful. <laughs> uh, what you're going to hear is just the crowd sounds. It's just the crowd noise. Uh, you'll, it's, it's almost, when I posted this, uh, uh, not just to, as a response to that guy that said, who really gives a shit, but when I just posted it as, this is great, you know, this is the Minneapolis Miracle, I posted it. Um, I said, you know, do you want to hear, do you want to hear a crowd go zero to 60 in two seconds? Because that's, that's what happens here. And, and it's, it's akin to when Kirby Puckett hit the home run in Game 6 that sent it to Game 7 in uh, the World Series in 1990, uh, 1991. It's akin to that. It's, that. it's that kind of moment. And it's just, it's, it's, just listen to it. You'll hear murmurs of the crowd. You'll hear uh, Saints fans cheering. And as the play begins and uh, Case Keenum, our quarterback, throws the ball, you might hear, it might just be me having the visuals affect me, but if you might hear a little bit of a rise in the crowd sound, just a little bit, as, they, as they're anticipating, is it going to be a catch? Will Diggs catch the ball? But you'll know when Diggs catch the, catches the ball and the crowd realizes he's going to get a touchdown. There's nobody to stop him. So, uh, again, if this, this will get a little loud. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pipe down the volume just a tad. So it's not too bad, and I'm not going to play the whole thing out. It's a whole thing is a minute, but I'll 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 ta tap it down a little bit. So I I won't interrupt it now. I'm just going to play it. So let's uh, hopefully this works. Let's have a listen. It goes on for another 30 seconds, but you get the idea. I don't know how well that translates through listening, but it, it was it was awesome. Uh, okay, let's let's get the next break set up. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network. I'm I'll be back. I'm done talking about sports now. I'm going to talk about some uh, fun with the conspiracy theorist when I get back. You're listening to Dimland Radio. I'm your host, Jim Doctor Jim Fitzsimmons. <sighs> I shall return. Here, let's make sure I play the right thing. Right there, right there. There we go. Nope, got to turn up the volume. <laughs> I'll be back. So much for mistake free. You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. A few years ago, Steve Faircow's lungs were failing. I don't think I had more than a couple weeks to live. That's when Steve received a lung transplant made possible by an organ donor. Now Steve can do things he never imagined, like climbing 94 floors to the top of a skyscraper. I never knew that breathing could feel this good. It's an incredible gift. What could you make possible as an organ, eye, and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Remember, there's no hugging in the chat room. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network.
Your assignment is to listen to the buzz on Monday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Central on ztalkradio.com. This message will self-destruct. Station identification. You're listening to ZTalk Radio Network. Operating frequency on ztalkradio.com. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. I have here, and I'll post it to the show notes, which you can get to at uh, dimland.com. Just click on the blog option. You can also email me with uh, questions, comments. Uh, at uh, You can email me at uh, drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-I, no, D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. Uh, so please do that. And I'm on iTunes. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can follow on Podbean. If you would, please leave a nice comment on, on iTunes and give a good rating. That'd be cool. Um, anyway, I have here in my hand a printout of a comic strip that shows up on the Internet. It's called uh, The name of the strip is called Least I Could Do. Uh, it must be you know a regular... Um, Strip. Uh, the website is licd.com. Least I could do. Uh, I guess that's what it means. And I don't have the name of the artist. Uh, the artist's pretty good. And but anyway, uh, what we see is a, a man waking up in bed, and his uh, his wife, girlfriend, whatever, uh, says to him, uh, "What's wrong?" He says, "Just dawned on me." Uh, he says. There are no aliens, no Area 51. None of it is true. Well, there is an Area 51, but not, you know, okay. Um, anyway, she says, how can you be so sure? Well, his answer is, if there was, you you think Trump could have ke- could have kept his fat mouth shut? Sorry, fell all over that line. And she says, ah. Oh. And he says, right? So I posted that. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, you think? I mean, seriously, do you think Trump would be able to keep his mouth shut if he knew about you know all the the conspiracy theories about Area Fifty One that it has all this uh, alien spacecraft there that uh, that we're we're uh, figuring out how to we're retro engineering or whatever the term is and uh, slowly putting out new stuff or advancing our technology and that's where the alien bodies are kept and all that. So it's just a bunch of it's just a bunch of bullshit. It's just some military installation that does work on maybe some secret aircraft type stuff, but so what? Anyway, I posted that on Facebook, and I have some Facebook friends who are uh, who are conspiracy theorists. Um, I, I'm pretty sure they think of themselves as skeptics, but uh, they're conspiracy theorists. And I, I, you know, today I posted a long thing on Facebook, just saying it's very disappointing or disheartening when I find out I have Facebook friends who are 9/11 truthers, and I wonder how does that how does that happen? And then I look at our mutual friends and I see that that they have other skeptics and some very prominent skeptics, at least within the, the movement, people that we know. Uh, that those of us who follow the skeptical movement and the the podcasts that are out there and the websites that are out there and the magazines and such that follow that stuff that would say, well, yeah, there's no way this person agrees with them about 9/11. And I see that, and then I realize, oh, well, they think they're skeptics uh, they, because they they're skeptical of the of the standard model, but they they never offer any positive evidence for it being a controlled demolition or you know an inside job or whatever however they call it and all that kind of stuff all they do is point at anomalies well, how, this doesn't add up how do you explain this how did this building 7 and they they throw all these claims at you and all that and then you just you say, look that's been explained and that's been explained and that's been well you know and they just they they won't accept it and they so they never give an argument with positive evidence, and they keep making the same claims over and over, even though those claims have been shown to be false. Would they've been explained? 
So, anyway, put up this, this comic strip, and I got a comment on it from one of the, he's he's not only is he a truther but he's uh, he's just a, a conspiracy theorist in general and his he uh, stated that uh, President Trump you know there there are areas within area 51 that the security level the security clearance level is so high that that President Trump doesn't even have the clearance the president doesn't even have that clearance to get into certain areas of area 51 and we just have this guy's word for it because he, he says so because he knows people on the inside because he's you know I don't know because he knows people and a friend of the show Craig and I began to take the piss out of the guy we began to play with him and it was started commenting back on him. And uh, Craig was taking the tack of at least one way of going at him by saying, you know, aren't you worried for your life? I mean, you have information that they don't want you to have. Aren't you worried? I mean, he says, you know, finding out information about you is pretty easy. I mean, he says, you know, I've already found out a few things about you just by going to your Facebook page. I mean, you know, aren't you worried? And... I took the tack of just being ridiculous, you know. And I said, I said, there are areas of Area 51 that are so high security, so top security that no one has clearance to get into those areas. No one. And if they try, there's a death ray that vaporizes them. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Craig, uh, Craig threw in, and there's a dragon. And I said, yeah, and that dragon has an invisible pit bull. So we're back and forth like that. Just going, just being, it's ridiculous. I mean, this guy can just claim that the president doesn't have clearance for some areas of Area 51. Well, I can claim that nobody has clearance for some of the areas of Area 51. Why not? I'm just a guy on an internet. This guy says, look, I, I, you know, I, I've got people that are in the know. I know. I know stuff that you guys don't know. Is if you knew this, you know, he's, he's doing all this stuff. And then at one point, he says to us that, look, I'm not trying to convince anybody of something. You want to believe me? You can't. You don't. And I said, bullshit. You're not trying to convince us. If you weren't trying to convince us, you wouldn't have commented on my thread on this comic strip that I put up. And you wouldn't be posting the stuff that you post on the Internet. I see what you post on there. You are trying to convince people, which he should, if he really believes that there's something sinister going on. He should be trying to convince us, but he's just a conspiracy theorist. So it went back and forth like that a little bit, and then all of a sudden, he took down his initial comment. And when he did that, all the side comments that we were making when we took the piss out of him, that all disappeared. And Craig said, yep, he took down the comment. <laughs> oh. Oh, well. The next day, he posted a comment. I don't know if it's related. What do you think? He posted this comment. You think I have it set here? Okay, he wrote this. I quote, I sometimes share things and then I decide to delete them. The world is so screwed up that I just don't know what the answers are at this point. Unquote. Amen, brother. <laughs> I wanted to comment on there on that that post. I wanted to say, hey, there might be hope for you. The world is so screwed up that I just don't uh, know what the answers are at this point. I, you know, I, I just. It's, it's, he deleted something. I don't know if it's related, but it kind of seems that way. Uh, let's see. Um, so we had some fun with him. It was fun. I'll put the comic strip up so you can take a look at it. Uh, let's see. We saw Star Wars. That's The Last Jedi. We finally saw it. It was out for about a month or so, but we finally saw it. And let me tell you something. Nothing was spoiled. There were some things in there, some... I, you know, I don't want to give anything away. But there were some moments where we said, Oh, we didn't know that. Oh, we didn't know that. Oh, look. Yeah. We came out of that movie thinking, Nothing was spoiled. And um, we, I liked it. 
I liked it. I blogged about it. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. Uh, I'll link to it on the show notes to the blog. Uh, I did like it. But there's one thing I wanted to talk about, and that was um, the, the lightsaber battles. I thought in the prequels, the lightsaber battles looked like dancing. It, it, everything was choreo- it was choreographed. It was it, it looked as though instead of reacting to another person's you know thrust parry whatever they are, <laughs> instead of reacting to the the the, the you know, swinging of the lightsaber, they were meeting it. They knew you know they know everything of where it's going to go. And don't tell me if they're so steeped in the force they know what the other person's going to do before they do it. No 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 no. It's just it was just too choreographed, and it looked like they were dancing. It didn't look like a spontaneous battle where you didn't know where the guy was going to swing his saber. But, as long as I'm talking about it, I do have, uh, I have uh, one of these. It's time for another Dinland Radio pedantic moment. What did they get wrong this time, Dim? I don't know exactly if it's something that I would say they get wrong, but it's something I noticed they did in the prequels of the Star Wars show, uh, movies, and they do them in these other ones. And that is, when there's a pitched lightsaber battle, one or both of the opponents, if it's just one-on-one, they, they spin around. They turn their back on their opponent. Now, I don't know about sword fighting. I, I don't know about fencing or anything. But i got to think, turning your back on your opponent is not the best move. It can't be that good of an idea. You know, first of all, you can't defend your back as easily as you can from in front because you can't see what's going on behind you, right? So even if it's just for a second or two, that you get your back to him. Well, a second. It's you. You. It's it's hard to defend back there. And the other thing is, you take your eye off your opponent. Why would you do that? Why would you take your eye off your opponent? Here, I'm going to give you a chance to you know to slash me in the back, or to in that second that I've turned around, in that couple of seconds it takes me to turn and then get focus on where you are again. You could drop drop low and take my legs out. I don't get it. Why do they spin around? The only thing is that I can think of is that it just looks cool. <laughs> it looks badass. Look at that. They spun. And it's part of the, the dancing. So it's something I never got. But I did like the movie. I think it's great. I don't know. Some people that had a problem with it and that were very negative about it on Facebook, I don't know what their problem is. Because, I mean, you know, Look, you're not going to feel like you did when you saw the first Star Wars. It's just not going to happen. So don't expect that. Go in there and just have it's it's fun. It's touching. I, I almost cried a couple of times, and it just it it, it was it, I I really liked it. And you know, and I have no feelings. Okay, this is where I would normally go to uh, do my three cool things. I don't have three cool things for you. I do have a cool thing, and what else would it be? <laughs> it's the Minneapolis miracle. I mean, there isn't anything cooler than that from this week for a Minnesota uh, sports fan. It, it just isn't. Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Oh boy, the end of another show. Sorry that it was so sports-laden. If you're not into the sports, I'm sorry. It's something I'm into. I talk about it. What are you going to do? There were conspiracies about that thing. Anyway, maybe I'll talk about that some other time. But uh, you've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, reminding you to sleep with the lights off. I hope the Vikings win this weekend, but they probably will lose. I don't know. You can check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option. And you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission.
This has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? My life, you're clever, Dim. You'd certainly taken me in. Well, well I'm, I'm going, going to hell. To hell.